0: Greetings of Cincinnati, welcome to the... Sparks gonna fly ooh, yeah. The beast is a quake Orange, black, and white Cause when the jungle come alive who dang, we ignite Cincinnati, we gon' rise In, a... in the jungle, we unite a... dripping orange and black and white Who day when we fight Live and die Wake up to feast Every day is a Busted off the leash in the jungle, dripping heat. Tigers strike the city streets. East side stand up, west side stand up. If you repping, who they? Time to put your hands up. Dingle stripes, we in it. New day, new age, yeah we get it. Cincinnati jungle, fit it. Who day in our house? We win it. Orange and black and white, we build it. Earn our stripes, you know we kill it. Bleed our colors, jungle dripping. We gon' rise enough In the jungle, we unite and uh, Drippin' orange and black and white All day when we fight, live and die in these Stripes. Now who gotta move like it all? Now who wanna move like on? all? Uh, now who wanna move like uh, it If on? you got stripes, then you let the city know you rock 'em. Yeah, we got em. yeah, we, yeah, we follow. Like that black and orange, I With the diamond stripes Flossing on the wings Cincinnati sees our queen We gon' show the world
1: guys what's going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the Iceman jeff truneple and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of jackpot joey burrow and the AFC north champion cincinnati bengals also the reds which hopefully we have something to get excited about with them but Right now, I'm I'm not, but anyway, if you found the show, do me a favor, hit that like and subscribe button, smash that thumbs up. I'm up to 1536 subscribers. That is awesome. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. Now, if you're doing a favor, if you're watching on Facebook or Twitter and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel Sports with Strawberry Ice, hit the subscription button, hit the bell for the notification, and every time I go live, you'll be notified. Also, exclusively in the YouTube chat crew. We're doing super chat. So if you want to make me and Willie answer one of your questions, give me a super chat or if you want to support what I'm doing, give me a super chat, super sticker, whatever you like. And as always, I'm I'm coming to you live from the Ice Cave. And the Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And as always, if you guys would like to sponsor the show, you too can have a commercial just like that. Just hit me up on the DMs or email or something like that. All right. So we got baseball about to start. We got the Oscars last night, which I didn't even watch until I heard something on sports rap about Will Smith slapping somebody. I'm like, what the heck are they talking about? So I found it and everything. Now it's a slap heard across the world and all this stuff. And like I guess I could really care less about the Oscars or anything, but it got me thinking sports wise. Who would you like to slap and get completely away with it? Not, not, not have to go to jail, not have uh, assault charges pressed against you, or any of that stuff. You can just go up to this person in sports, you know, and just slap the crap out of them, and make yourself feel a whole lot better, and you know, just walk away. We also got that. We got that. And today's topic: AFC North. Okay, we know the Bengals fixed their offensive line. We know the Browns have got Deshaun Watson. We know the Ravens have done nothing. We know the Steelers have gotten. Taborski, okay. Who do you think's the best team in the AFC North? We can discuss that now. To tie this all together in a bow, we have one of the best guests on here. He's part of the Same Old Stripes podcast. I suggest if you guys have not subscribed to this podcast, you better go out there and go check it out. First, subscribe to mine, then go to Same Old Stripes. But he's no other than my good friend Willie Lutz. <laughs> Willie, what's going on, brother?
2: Not a whole lot, man. Um you know, unlike you, I don't have the pleasure of being in Cincinnati right now, but I'm I'm living great here in Columbus, Ohio. Got my closet wide open for everyone to see my uh, <laughs> my work clothes. So just and you can see my Oliver Bjorkstrand jersey in there too for you hockey fans. So yeah, really like a full that. package back here with some gray sweatshirts. Things are great.
1: That's awesome. I, I had to get a new picture of you. Cause I, I got, I got the, the long haired Willie picture. I, I gotta get, I gotta update that for when you come on the show. So we had the nice new short haired <laughs> uh, Willie style. All right. So the topic I, I, I brought up today was, you know, who is the best team in the AFC North and funny that I, I thought of that and it wasn't that long ago that uh Harbaugh from the uh, rappers decided to tell everybody that, um, He's not scared. Where's that? I'm trying to find the picture. Here it is. That he's not scared of anybody. Not afraid of anybody. Now, for me, you say that when you are scared. <laughs> and I'm sorry. But, yes, the second game, they were completely injured. And I understand that. But the first game, Willie, we kicked their ass. <laughs> it wasn't even close. And they were fully healthy. So, And they haven't really done a whole lot. To improve their team. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to try to improve. They're already a really good team. Don't get me, don't get twisted on that. I do think they're a really good team. And then you got the clowns who 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 got Deshaun Watson and what, whether you like Deshaun Watson or not, just on a pure football uh, perspective, he's a really good quarterback. You know, the rest of the stuff, is, we'll leave that off the field. I'm just yeah. talking football here. And then you got the, the Squealers who got Tversky, you know, and not a whole lot else. So I think we're looking pretty good. I don't know. What's your thoughts?
2: So I'll start. You know, I'll i start where you started. When I look at Baltimore and you bring up that Harbaugh quote, I mean, the only time you start talking about we're not afraid is when you are afraid. And right now, I mean, I'm looking at this AFC North and, you know, Pittsburgh does its thing. I think, you know, Harbaugh, back to Baltimore, um, good at getting you to X amount of wins. So you're not going to be in the cellar of the league, but beyond that, like that, there's a really funny thing going around right now to me where we're supposed to believe that the Santori miles. I agree. My friend, it, it'll grow back. It, it, <laughs> hey, Willie
1: misses it misses <laughs> it already.
2: Believe me, it's already growing back faster than you guys would realize. It's not, it's, ugh, it's a whole thing. But that said, I don't know. I look at Baltimore. I, I'm not super afraid. And right. In fact, I, I, I would right now, out of the three, probably put them my least afraid. Are oh, you, you you
1: put the sque- yeah. the squealers above them?
2: And here's why I put Pittsburgh ahead of them. I right. just think that Pittsburgh defense can still do a lot, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: like I don't know. I, I just watched Baltimore play those games last year, and I just. I know they had a lot of guys injured, but there's just something. It's just like an incomplete to me. Like, there's a lot incomplete throughout that roster. They brought in all these wide receivers. None of them are still – like, Hollywood Brown's been in the league for, what, five, six years? He wouldn't be a number two on a lot of teams. right? right. He's a good number two receiver, but he's their number one. Yeah. And then they have Bateman, who I'm still very high on there. I I don't know. And then I look at Pittsburgh, and you still have Hayward and Watt on that defensive line. I don't know. You just – you give me that Pittsburgh defense, I'm feeling a lot better about what I can do because you have so many impact players. If you go to Baltimore, Marlon Humphrey just got – had I don't know. When you get embarrassed by a rookie in his first game against you, <laughs> and then you go up to Cleveland, that's a good roster. You added a great quarterback in yeah. the situation. We're not going to talk about the, the legal yeah. scenario, but yeah. I don't see how it can be – how you can draw this division up and look at it as anything other than Bengals and Browns, you know, fighting it out towards the top. And then you're going to look at Baltimore and Pittsburgh. We'll see if they can be competitive. I wouldn't be surprised if anyone won the division. It's that kind of division. But I don't know. That's just how I see it right now. There's two in the hierarchy, and then there's two that are kind of, you know, maybe that next tier, maybe even a tier below.
1: Right. And and the thing, like, this is the only thing that, uh, to me, would derail the Bengals from from either winning division or at least competing for it, is injuries. I mean, if we get as injured as Baltimore did last year, then yeah, it's going to be make it tough. And I, I, I'm I'm attributing you know Baltimore's down here because of their injuries. They did. They had a ton of injuries, and sometimes you can't do anything about that. But that being said, Baltimore cannot get wide receivers to go there. I mean, last year, remember last offseason they tried how many Juju Smith and and a whole whole bunch of other guys. They tried to get them to come to Baltimore. They wouldn't go there. Uh, I, my personal opinion, because. Baltimore doesn't throw the ball enough, I guess is the thing. And 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 um, which, uh, he's um, jeez, I can't think of the quarterback's name now. I'm drawing oh, Lamar here. Jackson. Lamar, thank you, Lamar Jackson. He's he's a really good quarterback. He's not that accurate down the field. He's still not. No matter. He's a great athlete at a quarterback and you take it however you want it. But as far as accuracy goes, and that to me is the more most important thing as far as being a quarterback is being accurate. You know and that's more important than, than running or any of the other stuff. You have to be accurate with your passes. I don't think Jamar's that accurate. I think that's one of the biggest problems with the Ravens as far especially when they get into playoff uh playoff football. You know, they, they kind of tend to teams figure out how to stop the run or whatever and make Lamar beat him. And unless he's running the ball and you you know you're making him throw it, he hasn't been able to, to beat him yet.
2: And I'm also really curious because at the end of last year we saw Lamar you know really start to get figured out and some people be like oh he was hurt but like it predates the injury like it it really dates back to that Bengals game where they just beat the daylights out of them and from there it seemed like everyone else was like oh you just do this to lamar you this that and the other right he's kind of toast like if you blitz lamar he doesn't like it at all he freaks out and maybe you know he does struggle with accuracy compared to others but i just think the issue for them right now is their quarterback has been figured out a little bit what he is as a quarterback at the moment, and his panic button is not good. And no one's panic button is going to be great, but they didn't really fix their offensive line this year. I know they're supposed to get Ronnie Staley back, but Ronnie Staley has been hurt each of the last two seasons, so we'll see how much football he really plays. But, Mm -hmm. man, if I'm that Baltimore team and I still don't have an offensive line that I feel good about and I'm expecting Lamar to get back to MVP form, I mean, that's their best chance back to the top of the division. And I just – the more you, like – put together like the things that have to go right for them. Mm-hmm. It just gets a little bit harder for me to believe that they're going to be at the top of the AFC North this season.
1: Well, the thing too is, is my, my issue always with with, was with Lamar is eventually, you know, that you, uh, I can't remember who said I say this quote all, all the time. I can't remember who, who said it. You see a lot of young running quarterbacks. You don't see a lot of old ones. Look at Cam Newton. Eventually all these hits and everything are going to take the toll. I think it started to. That's why he's, He's getting injured because you cannot keep your quarterback getting hit like that. That's why the Bengals finally went out and fixed their offensive line because Joe Burrow wouldn't be a quarterback for very long if he keeps getting hit like this. You just can't, you just can't do it. I think the all these hits and stuff are, are starting to take a toll on Lamar to be to be honest as well.
2: Well, yeah, and that's a, a big part of what's going to be his future in this league. Is I mean, you can't be a mobile quarterback forever. I, we look at a guy like let's look at Russell Wilson. He has plus mobility. When you look at every quarterback in this league, he doesn't run all that often compared to someone like Lamar Jackson. Right. It's because when you go out and you're getting these body blows from these, what, X amount of pound linebackers that can run four 440s, like it just adds up. And now you've got these, you know, like think about the kid from Georgia, Jordan Davis, who ran what, 7, 8, 40 or yeah, something? He's 300 yeah, he's 300-something pounds too. Freaking no, huge. Yeah. What are you doing, running the traffic against a guy like that? And that's right. the way Lamar Jackson is designed to play right now. And uh-huh. if I'm Baltimore, I just I worry about the long-term viability of that. If Lamar is not going to become more of a traditional pocket passer, which he's really not designed to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now I get to some of the comments here about the, who would you like to slap as far as uh uh, uh sports goes. Uh, Crip here says Carson Palmer, the, the crown king, nothing. Of Cincinnati and the queen of Cincinnati. I would love to bitch slap that fool. They <laughs> got Haas. Uh, he says, Bengals run the FC North. And how about slapping Jesse Bates' agent? Now, that brings up a, a, a thing that I, I'm not going to take credit for it. Um, Blake Jewell brought this up to me. And I, I kind of, after he said I kind of agree with him. I brought this up on my show last week. Okay, first of all, I'm gonna preface it this way. I think Jesse Bates' agent is doing him a disservice. I think he's trying to to get him paid to be the highest paid safety in the league. I don't. Th- I love Jesse Bates. He's. I think. He, I think he is one of the best, but he's he hasn't performed up to being paid as the highest paid safety in the league. I think the Bengals are more of trying to pay him around what the, the salary or with the franchise tag is. That's just my own personal opinion. That's where I think this is this is structured wrong. And the thing is too, like, what Blake Chill brought up is. He doesn't want to spend a whole bunch of money on Jesse Bates. Now he loves Jesse Bates. I love Jesse Bates. I know you love Jesse Bates. You don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on Jesse Bates and not be able to keep uh Jamar Chase or T. Higgins or or God forbid Joe Burrow, which I don't think that's gonna happen. But you know, you know, yeah. what I'm saying you, you don't want to spend all your money on Jesse Bates and then you can't sign these other guys. Which I love Jesse Bates. I'm a huge Jesse Bates fan. I'm going to preface that, but if I if I had my choice between him or T. Higgins or Jamar Chase. I'm taking T Higgins or Jamar Chase. I think we can get in our safety that could be equivalent to what Jesse Bates does compared to finding another T Higgins or another Jamar Chase.
2: Yeah. And to kind of pivot off that point too. I mean, you know who else's extension is going to come up next year, both your yep. linebackers. Yep. I mean, Logan Wilson, I think he still has another year with his option, but Jermaine Pratt's due up next season. Um, and it leads me to this line of questioning. And I think you're right. You know, you don't want to subtract one of those offensive superstars that are really the harder to replace pieces on this team. Right. And and here's where I want to take you on a little journey. Uh, Do you know who is currently the richest quarterback in the NFL? Uh, He just signed his deal. He plays directly north. Deshaun Watson. That's what I was going to say. Deshaun Watson. (laughs) Yeah. And it's guaranteed, too. (laughs) Guaranteed. You know who happens to be the highest paid safety in the league? Uh, He's uh, Jamal Adams, right? Jamal Adams. You know who represents both of those guys? Yeah. Whatever his age is. I'm doing this more for the listeners, though, because I know you know. But (laughs) here's where I'm really struggling. Mm -hmm. Jesse Bates is not the best safety in the NFL. He didn't play like it last year. He could be the very best safety in the NFL. Mm -hmm. We don't know it yet. He hasn't played up to that level. He
1: played awesome in the playoffs.
2: Yeah. Great. Had a very rough season. but If you look at the other guys who are making around the same level as Jesse Bates, they have the ability to play up to the level of the best safety in the league when they're playing at their best. Marcus Williams just signed a deal in Baltimore. Not familiar with the system. Not familiar with that defense. Five years, 70 million. They theoretically overpaid for his value. Mm -hmm. If I'm Jesse Bates the third, I'd have to be crazy if I think I'm getting anything, you know, that drastically above what Williams just got paid, right? They are very similar players in terms of what they've done pro football focused grading wide. They're similar in age. And I just think this Jesse Bates, the third scenario is a lot more to do with the agent posturing than it is with Jesse Bates. And that's sad, but yes, if Jesse Bates wants to get paid and that's what his number one intention is, by all means go get paid. But I don't think that's, he's never in the media right? said that he thinks he should be the highest paid safety. He, the he, he actually
1: said that on, on NFL network. I don't have to be that highest paid safety. league. Like he literally said that. So that's where I'm kind of like, I almost feel like I'm with you on this, where I think this agent is going, huh, look what I just got Deshaun Watson. You know, he didn't play for a whole year and well, I got everything guaranteed. Now he's the highest paid quarterback. I got, you know, all, all uh, Jamal, uh, uh, Jamal uh, Adams. I got him this big contract. You know it's all about him trying to you know boost himself up, and I feel that Jesse Bates is kind of being a, a, a pawn in, in this guy's you know look at me scheme, you know, look, look what, look what I can get for you if you, you know, which I don't blame the agent. I mean, hell, he's in it to get his, 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 his players as much money as he can and make himself look good so he can get more, you know, college free college players to come and sign with him, or whatever. So I don't blame the guy, I think he's but I think he's doing a disservice to Jesse Bates, and I just, I just feel like Jesse. Because the thing is, they can tag him next year, too. He's got to make it through two years of injury-free and and ball out to really get to where he wants. So he's – the ball, all the control is in the Bengals' hands right now. Jesse Or the leverage is in the Bengals' hands right now. Jesse doesn't have a whole lot of leverage other than sitting out. And I don't think Jesse Bates is that type of person. I don't think he's going to do that. I don't know if he's going to show up for OTAs like he did last year, you know, but – i don't know we'll see it's a very interesting thing moving forward though
2: i mean <laughs> is it 13.1 or 12.9 million guaranteed that's hard money to not play for if someone was gonna pay me that much money i'd right. be happy to play football for right. a year I'll, I'll go get paid somewhere else that's not a big deal but i'm not i can't imagine he sits out at the same time i, I think you might be right it, it wouldn't shock me if he doesn't show up to otas but at the same time like that would not be very Jesse Bates of him. Like I'd be surprised if he does anything other than stay true to himself. He doesn't have to stay in Cincinnati to be the person he is. And I, no matter what happens, he can go play for Pittsburgh, and I'd still have a lot of love in my heart for Jesse Bates. But not trying
1: to speak that into existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's rewind that. Just erase that part you just said there. <laughs> yeah, put an in Indianapolis is. or something like yeah. that. No, I'm with you. I mean, I'll always be a Jesse Bates fan. I'm not like I said. I want him to stay here. I do. I, I I I I tweet it out all the time. You know, extend Jesse May, resign Jesse Major. I mean, I, I tweet that out all the time. I'm hoping they do, but then again, I don't want them to to hurt themselves. And that's one thing that the Bengals have done so good in the last three years of their contracts. We even even the three guys they signed this year, you, you, they they went and got high quality guys. I mean, Willie, we got a top ten, top five offensive line now, and it really didn't cost us a ton of money. They didn't go out and break the bank. They didn't go out and sign. Uh, brand sure. If they didn't go out and sign uh, Armstead, they they signed quality guys at a good price, and they stayed right where they wanted to in the age group, the mindset, everything. The Bengals have done the last three years; they've maintained that, and that's where I'm like, if Jesse Bates' agent sees that, going, dude, they're not gonna pay you more than what they're they're telling you. They will franchise tag you, Jesse Bates, twice, and then they say, all right, thanks. They might draft a safety this year, which another contract coming up soon is, is Bell. So that's another one. So they're going to have to draft us. I think they're going to draft a safety this year, no matter what, because of Jesse Bates and because of of Bell. They're going to have to because one of them is not going to be here in a couple years.
2: And what would surprise me zero percent is just the way this is going. And this would be unfortunate in some levels, but in another way, it's it would be an example of this front office being creative again and responding to a situation and coming out on top. I think. It's someone – I wish I could remember who said it. It might have been Andrew Russell. I can't remember. But someone mentioned, you know, heading into the season, the Bengals are going to do at least one extension because they have all this leftover money, and this is just how they operate. And, you know, that makes sense. Right. Wouldn't it make all the sense in the world if this, you know, late April, second round pops up, and they draft a free safety? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometime this summer, maybe June or July, we get news of a, you know, a three-year Von Bell extension that's club-friendly. Right. That's me. It just seems like it would make all the sense in the world. What I think Von Bell is still only 27 or something. So yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: He's he's on the good side of 30. He's yeah, he's in his late 20s still. So, yeah. Wow.
2: So he only turned 27 in December. So he's a young 27 at mm-hmm. that. So, you know, I if I'm the Bengals, I'm going I could have and it's this double dip scenario again. Mm-hmm. I could have Von Bell and a first or second round rookie safety, which I know I'm good at evaluating because the Bengals seem to you know, right. do a really good job churning out safety talent, including mm-hmm. identifying pro talent like Reggie Nelson that they did a couple of years ago. But doesn't that make all the sense in the world if you're the Bengals? You can afford two players who are going to help your team for three years right. at the price of one. And I think that's going to be the algorithm and the, the calculation they take, and that guy's going to be learning under Jesse Bates the whole time.
1: Right. And they've done that before. I mean, just look at last year. They, they, they let uh, William William uh, III let, let him go and they yeah. signed two yeah. free agents in the same, you know, in, in, in Cheetah Bay, and, and Mike Hilton for the same amount of money. Well, they didn't sign Surf and they didn't sign Armstead, but the amount of money those guys signed for, the Bengals signed three guys again for close to the same amount of money. So, yes, that, that's a complete Bengals scenario. They're, they've done excellence at getting quality players. At good price, and it's not. And again, I don't. I don't want to preface this. I, they're not being cheap. They're paying these guys good money. They're they're getting good money. They're just not getting astronomical money, which to me is the smart thing to do, especially when you have the t- kind of young talent that the Bengals have that they want to keep here in the next couple of years. Now, Dan here says talk about uh, Jesse Bates saying he could change agents, which he could. I have no idea. He hasn't. He hasn't the last two years, so it doesn't look like he's going to. I mean, he could also do what J.J. Watt did and just walk into Mike Brown's office, shake your head and say, I'll take the deal. Hasn't done that yet either. So I, I'm not, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised to be honest. Like I said, unless there's, unless the Bengals are really low balling them, which I just don't think they are, um, but they're not up to it. And, and unless Jesse Bates and his agent want this astronomical number that might be unattainable, I, I don't know. That's where I'm just kind of, I wish, I wish I knew more information about, it. I wish I knew how far apart they were. What, you know, what was actually going on? So
2: I've tried to bug some people about this and the, the tone I get over and over is it just, it doesn't go well when everyone's in the room. Like there's something about it where they just really haven't been able to spin the tires and get, I don't know, get real momentum towards the deal. And I just, I, I don't know what the hang up is and Everything I've heard has come from the agent side. So that probably has more to do with it. But,
1: right. Uh, well, I know I talked to uh, Troy Blackburn last year outside of practice. And I just said, Hey, I'll just, you know, I'm not a reporter. I don't, I don't claim to be one. I just looked, I was said, Hey, resign Jesse Bates. And he stopped in his tracks and walked over to me. I'm like, Oh, okay. You're going to talk to me. All right, cool. So he said, Hey, I just want to let you know we want to sign him. He goes, But his agent wanted to wait till after the year or whatever. And this is when, you know, beginning of the season started. That's what Troy Blackburn told me. So I'm like, okay, him. yeah. Well, I don't have a reason not to believe him because, I mean, yeah. why would he lie to me? He thinks I'm just a fan. He has no idea that I have a podcast or any of this stuff. He doesn't know who the hell I am. So, I mean, so I believe him, but then the season rolls around and he still has signed yet. <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, it's
2: such a weird back and forth scenario because I think the Bengals, you know, for all the monetizations they've made, they are still in this... And I hate to pull my full Mike Florio, but they do use kind of an antiquated contract style. It's not popular around the league anymore, but I'll be damned if it hasn't worked for them. And it's the reason when you sign a guy like Trey Waynes, you get out of it and he still made his money, but you covered your tail at the back end of that contract. That got look at, oh yeah. And look at the Trey Hendrickson contracts. Mm-hmm. Look at Joe Mixon's contracts. Look at any of the big dollar contracts on this team outside of your rookie contract. Well, look, like Co- look at Lyle Collins. Yeah.
1: Mean, it's a Collins. Yeah. It's a quote unquote three-year contract, but it's not really, it's basically a two-year contract and the third year's avoidable year or, a, or a, a what do they call it? A dead cap hit or whatever they call it. Basically a so club option
2: is yeah, what it is. Yeah,
1: basically. Yeah. Yeah. So, which is, which is great. I mean, that's, you know, hopefully it goes good and they pick it up and, You know, he's here next year, But those are the kind of deals that the Bengals have done. And I I don't want to hear that that's being cheap. I mean, that's being smart (laughs) to me. I think that's that's helping to build a championship, which what we all want as Bengals fans. We want to – not only do we want to win one Super Bowl, we want to win multiple ones because I think as Bengals fans, we all think we have a shot to win multiple Super Bowls. And that goes to, you know, how Harbaugh says he ain't scared. Well, he should be scared because the Bengals went to the Super Bowl – with that horrible offensive line, and all they've done is get better. They've basically brought everybody back except CJ Uzama, which we can get into that 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 discussion too. Because that one still kind of blows my mind that he <laughs> that he went to uh, New York for about the same amount of money as he could have got here. I don't understand. And then you then the Jets went and signed another tight end, so he's not even going to be the number one tight end. He's got to fight for that. He would have been the number one tight anyway. <laughs> I can go off about that one because that one just makes absolutely no sense to me. You know, oh, it kind of makes sense. more sense to
2: some people in
1: this chat. Ah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, who who, who said something? But I will to see. I'll see. I'll see. I'll see. I was But that's just thing. I like when they came out and said, you know, K. Adams, he was dating her, and he said he's not. I was like, well, maybe that's it. But I, I know people say that he wants to get into TVs and 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 and, and, and like working for the NFL Network and all that stuff. Dude, Chris Collins would play for the Bengals. <laughs> Boomer size played play for the Bengals. You don't have to go to play in New York to get in this stuff. You know, you, you're an NFL player. You, I don't believe that's the way it goes.
2: So the thing that's so confusing to me, if you go look, so I'm not gonna say anything that's particularly controversial because I've already had this is the CJ Uzama scenario has gotten me burnt more times than it's made me look good
1: and i know we had we, we had a conversation on, on dm each other when i was on vacation about, about his contract so yeah i, re- I remember that yeah
2: <laughs> and there was actually so here's the part of it that's really confusing to me so he was liking a bunch of tweets that like i said something along the lines of he took more guaranteed money to go play or slightly more guaranteed money to go play with zach wilson in new york and but people were like that's not true like you're just speculating and he was liking all these tweets and then james rapine comes out and it was, i think he said it both on a podcast and in a written setting, I that a he had heard basically the same report that I did. So I don't know what CJ was so upset about that I said, but I can't make decisions for adults. So I don't know why they want me to do that. But that's neither here nor there. I think at the end of the day, if you're CJ, you did leave, you're probably your better chance to win a Super Bowl. But if you were just, I'm not, this is full speculation mode at this point. Right if you just feel like you have maximized your potential somewhere and it's just not giving you the satisfaction that you have in your professional career and someone offers you a little bit more coin to go live in New York city and CJ lives in Nashville. Anyway, he is, I don't think he'll move from Nashville. Mm -hmm. That's where he lives in the off season. He's got a nice house there. I think he lives on music row or somewhere really close to downtown, but, um, if that's what makes him happy, more power to him in a football sense. I really don't understand the goal there, especially because they signed Tyler Conklin, who is, in my opinion, a better vertical player than CJ. Right, but right, I mean CJ is a tremendous blocker, which I think people underrate. But
1: yeah, that, that's that's the one. That's the biggest thing we're gonna miss yeah. between him and Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, I think, is a better receiver a better rat runner. They can split him out wide. But as far as blocking goes, uh, CJ is, is off the charts compared to, to Hayden Hurst. Yeah, and Hayden Hurst knows he's not a good blocker, and that's okay. But Hey, we got that's we got Drew Sam before. <laughs> I
2: mean he was a first round pick and it had nothing to for do with
1: a reason. His He was yeah. a first round pick for a reason, Willie. He remember, he'll that? tell you. He'll yeah, tell exactly. you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: All
1: right, Michael Ruffin here says I didn't know this. He said T T-H- agent T Higgins has the same agent, I guess, as uh, Jesse Bates. I hope not. <laughs> the Bengals are not afraid to pay wide receivers. If he no, no, over, no, no, they're, yeah. no, they're not afraid to pay. They'll pay wide receivers. Well, the thing is, though, is like to me, is like like key, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. You're probably taking t- talking number one money for both of them because I mean, let's be honest. T. Higgins would be a number one wide receiver on any other team if it wasn't for Jamar Chase.
2: I mean, you don't think if you're the Green Bay Packers right now, you're feeling a little weird about. That uh, Jordan Love pick in 2020, 26. I mean, wouldn't like 95% of your problems not exist if you just drafted T Higgins? and that's another reason why you just kind of gotta pay T. Higgins and Jamar Chase because those guys don't come around
1: and you want to have both. We got him in the second round. It's I insane. still can't believe I, I still I mean, I remember I was watching the draft and I I had not paid attention that he hadn't gotten drafted. I, I know, I just I don't know why. I just didn't didn't realize that he was on the board still. And it comes across Bengals draft T. Higgins are going. Are you freaking kidding me, like holy crap, that's he's a number first round wide receiver. I'm like, hell yeah, I remember him in the national championship, and you and know, beast. Ball, yeah, ball out gets so Yeah, I'm like, really? I'm like, all right, cool. So I'm like, that was a that was a flat freaking steal, right there. So I was ecstatic when we got got him, and then we teamed him up with Jamar Chase, and that that's why we're our, our, our offense is gonna be so electrifying this year, will it because of those two, and because I keep saying it, and I, I said this over and over again. Before we fix the offense line, and I can say I can say this before we fix the offense line because we fixed it because I kept saying this before the, going to the free agency. I said, I don't know what we're gonna do in the draft, but we gotta fix the offense line. I said it a million times on here. Well, we fixed it. Joe Burrow could actually take a five-step drop if he wanted to, not a three, not a two, not a one, a five. He would actually have time to take not that he does that a lot, but they could. I mean, TJ our T Higgins and Jamar Chase are gonna have time to go out there and, and run. Even longer routes than they did last year. I mean, it's going to open this up so much that, again, Hardball says he's not scared. He better be scared because we're going to be better. Our offense to be better than it was last year. We might put, we might actually put forty up every game this year, like we thought we might do last year. And, And one
2: thing that I think is going to be really interesting to watch and won't be fair to CJ, but Bengals fans will do it. When you see what CJ Uzama's numbers are with the Jets versus what you're going to see Hayden Hurst put up in this offense and its iteration, mm-hmm. yep. everyone's going to be like the biggest free agent bust of all time. CJ, like all the Bengals fans are going to say this. When really it comes down to the situation, CJ Uzama is not going to be the primary receiver in that Jets offense. And that's fine. He wasn't the primary receiver here. Right he's not going to be the primary tight end receiving option just based on the way Tyler Conklin plays though either. And that's what, that's what's so perplexing kind of me to like, like, if I'm the Jets, like, first of all, if I'm the Jets, I don't understand why you do that. But second, why you know, sh- why
1: they send both of them? Yeah. I mean, like, they just, just sign Conklin and, and not, don't sign CJ. I, I, that, that, I'm like, none of this, this whole thing doesn't make any sense to me at all with the whole, with the, why the Jets signed two of them, why CJ even left. Sorry. Good. Yeah.
2: And it also just like, I just, and then you, I just have a lot of thoughts about the way the Jets spent their whole off season, but that's good. We got we we can talk yeah. about it. Good. Just to take a curveball, I think there is a big difference between spending money effectively and spending money to spend money. And the Jaguars and Jets both spent money to spend money. But they, i would feel you. The, on the rosters were terrible. Yes, but they spent money wildly, and I don't know if they'll ever see the results of that money I, on the football field.
1: I think the Dolphins did too. Like you, okay, you got Armstead, yeah. you got you Tariq got Hill. Okay, what else you got? You know, you, that's where I'm like, the Bengals have been so smart about the way they spent their money. Sorry, keep going.
2: Yeah, and, and when you look at these contracts, like Tariq Hill's getting old. Toronto Armstead, who they just paid a bunch of money, is getting old. They did sign Connor Williams for, I think, two years, $7 million guaranteed, which is pretty good. But uh, you just can't just throw money out there and expect it to work. And that's why I think everyone has been, and this goes especially to the national media who doesn't ever love the Bengals and Florio still doesn't. Mike Florio. No, no, he he, can't. No, I I can't stand Florio either. So yeah. Yeah. It's a mutual relationship between (laughs) us and Florio. Yeah,
1: Yeah. You know what? I
2: appreciate that he's cool with being the heel, but. When you look around the league and people are universally praising the Bengals, it's yeah, because they've spent money effectively and they've gotten three starters on their line for the price of Teron Armstead's guarantee, I think. So mm-hmm. and that might be a little bit, you know, here there, I think it might be $4 million more. That's not really the point. Yeah, the Bengals got three starters on the line for the price of one superstar. And that's what you want to do with your money. That's how you can be effective in free agency.
1: Exactly. And that's where, where the narratives come out that the that the Bengals have broke the NFL. Because everybody's like, oh, hell, the Bengals can do this in one year. Well, all we got to do is get this guy and this yeah. guy. And, and then we can do it. It's like, no. And that's what would tick me off. Like, if you're getting at the, the year, we're not they're telling us we're all going to win four games. I'm like, look, if Joe Burrow stays healthy, we're going to win more than freaking four games. I mean, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think we were going to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, that would be on my ex. I mean, I, I picked this 11-6. I will say that. I, I did say that. And I was, you know, I said with my orange-colored sunglasses. I like, believed it to an extent because I thought in every game we had the best quarterback. And that's the thing. Like, oh, let's go with Miami for example. They went and got Tyreek Hill and they got Armstead, but they don't know about Tua. And to me, the most important position, in, I think all sports, oh yeah, is quarterback. If you've got that quarterback, you have got you got a, 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 a your, your leverage of winning is so much higher than everybody else's because you have that chip, you have that toy. And if you could put every like, let's look at the the Bengals when we were on our, our five year playoff run, we had everything. Except a quarterback, Andy Dalton. I'm not trying to bash Andy Dalton. I think he was a, a good quarterback. He's not an exceptional quarterback. He's an okay quarterback. If Joe Burrow is on that team, hell, we, we might have won a couple of Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, he took us to the Super Bowl this year. That's the difference, and that's where I, I'm kind of blows my mind when I see the Jaguars going out spending a whole bunch of money, and the Jets spending all this <laughs> money, and the Miami Dolphins spending all this money, and I'm like. And the Bengals are just going down, you know, hey, we'll sign this guy, we'll sign this guy, we'll sign this guy. All of them are for, for the same amount of money that you sign one guy, and we're going to kick your ass again. I must like, I, and the people make fun of the Bengals, that's got to stop. The Bengals are pretty damn smart uh, with their money and the way they're running their team. Yeah, and they
2: draft well. And you know what, you make a point that I think about in particular with the two teams you just mentioned, but it- – a team that's not doing it right now and this is a good juxtaposition is like the bears who are not going out and spending wildly and they just changed regimes Mm no you you do want to protect your guy and that does have me a little worried for justin fields but they don't know if they have that answer yet they're a quarterback and then you'll get the jaguars and jets who go out there and spend all this money and go hog wild and they don't know if they have the guy and like you said like everyone was like the Bengals are going to win four games like that's why they put the over under whatever like are you kidding me right. like, they have joe burrow like you can't do that to franchise like even a guy like kyler murray i would never disrespect with like
1: four like wins or losses right. wins well, especially or... especially at the beginning of the year now at the end of the year he, he tends to suck but... well that's a whole other thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> but beginning of the year hell yeah they're gonna win more than four um, I, I'll... maybe
2: four yeah. wins in the first 10 weeks and then zero <laughs> after give me the only... i'm not <laughs> worried about anything after that
1: <laughs> exactly All right, let's see here. Let's get to a couple comments here. Uh, Let's see here. Jerome said, uh, sadly, this will be Tyler Boyd's last contract if we keep both Higgins and Chase. Yeah, I mean, and I've said this before on here too, that I love TB and I love Joe Mixon, but I think this is both of their last contracts. I don't see them re-signing them. I just don't because you can draft guys to replace them, especially I love Joe Mixon, and I'm so happy for him this year. He's going to have an line to actually run through so we can really see what he can do. But he's a running back, and he's a really good running back. But you can get a good running back in the second round, in the third round, a third wide receiver. You can get him in the second round. hell, they might they might draft a Tyler Boyd's replacement this year because there's a ton of wide receivers in this draft class. So unfortunately, I, I think both those guys are are on their last contracts as far as the Bengals, Bengals go. And and this is why I try to preface to Bengals fans that we're used to to loving our players and and not, not wanting them to leave. But we've never had a team like this where we can make multiple playoff runs and multiple Super Bowl runs. And when you do that, there's only a couple guys you can keep. You know, one quarterback, obviously, and then maybe two or three guys around them. And other than that, everybody else has got to be interchangeable, and you got to be able to keep moving uh, this guy out for this guy. And That's why I wanted the draft mostly defense and mostly for depth this year because that's what we're going to have. We need to start building the depth to replace some of these guys that we're not going to be able to keep.
2: I mean, if we're just being honest with ourselves, there's only two people on the Bengals right now who, you know, you cannot lose. Like those are the guys you have to have. It's Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, and everyone knows yes, it. Like it. it's just one of those things. Everyone else, like I'm sorry, at some point you're probably going to become expendable, but Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, those guys are the only ones that I can – And then it if lose. it comes
1: down to one guy, it's Joe Burrow. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. If it's Joe or Jamar, it's Joe all day long. Because right. quarterbacks are quarterbacks, baby. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, look look at the New England Patriots. I mean, from their first Super Bowl win to their last one, the only person that was there were actually two people that were there: Zach, always a uh, uh, Bill Belichick and uh and Tom Brady. Yep. And that's the way it's gonna be here. You got Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. And hopefully, they're the next, you know, combination of the goat and the, the goat as the as the uh, the the head coach too. Hopefully, but we'll see. Yeah. But I mean, that's and that's where I, I'm trying to. I don't want to say educate because we have educated viewers on here, but you you can't get hung up on on players that sh- that you like. And I, you know, I don't want this guy to leave because he's my favorite player, but you don't want to lose. You, you want to win, right? <laughs> to me, winning is more important than keeping your favorite player. And I mean, it helps that my favorite player is Jack Jerry Burrow and he's not going to leave. So <laughs> everybody else is kind of expendable to extent. I hate to say that, but it's, and that's one thing. This is another thing the Bengals are doing good. Willie is they're actually releasing guys w- w- with money left. Uh, yeah. they, just, they just did it this year. Trey Henderson, Trey Hopkins, uh, they released them with money left. I mean, they wouldn't do that in the past. When you signed a Bengals contract, it was damn near guaranteed. You're going to fill up – you're going to be here the whole time. That's changed.
2: Yeah, and imagine if we were still in that old – that Bengals mentality where they don't cut anyone. Imagine going into next season knowing knowing that you were paying Trey Waynes, who we've all seen play football now. I know we couldn't say that before, but all of us have seen him play football now. Yeah. You are gonna pay him eleven million dollars next year. Yeah, now you're not going to. That's the beauty of being involved in the modern NFL.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Now, one thing uh, Haas has here on a uh, uh, Tate going to Atlanta. I'm actually happy for for, for Tate. I think he's finally going to get his shot to, to play. But I, it would have been better if Matty Ice was his quarterback and not Tua, <laughs> or, or not Tua. I mean, um, um, oh crud. Who's the? Uh, you got Mariota. Mariota. Thank you, Mariota <laughs> being the quarterback. Which I mean, hey, maybe Mariota goes out there and. Finds his his career. I don't know, but I know Matty Ice is a better passer right now than Mariota. So I mean, but I'm happy for Tate. I, I hope he goes out there and balls out. You know, I I, I think he will. I think he's just never could get uh, he, when he played. He played great. I, I have no, I have no complaints about on Tate, but that's a guy. Yeah, I love all Tate, but we can't keep him. That's just that's modern football.
2: Yeah, and, and that's one of those things too where. I, I mean, yeah, when on tape played, he played really well, but he's not fast And that. Like he's, he's fast. He's faster than me. He's, he could cook me. I got yeah. nothing on Auden well, He's pace, not, he's not right. T.
1: Higgins or Jamar yeah. Chase fast.
2: No, he's not those guys fast. He's not those guys level of difference maker. He is an amazing catch radius. And I think putting him in Atlanta with. Marcus Mariota, and hopefully for their sake, like someone like Garrett Wilson or something like that, mm-hmm. I think there's a good chance he could have a ton of touchdowns this season just being a safety blanket for Mariota, and that's mm-hmm. cool. And good luck to him, but the Bengals are too good at identifying wide receiver talent to have Auden Tate on the field. And that's that's more of a – I hate to say that about Auden Tate because he's so talented, but they're just really good at finding those guys.
1: Oh, we'll, we won't count uh, John Ross. We'll just throw that one to the side. <laughs> injuries. We'll just call it injuries and everything's fine. Yeah, that, that was a uh, – anyway. We, but that, that's that's the old and That's one thing that I, I, I've been discussing with about t- Pick 31 of how we don't have to, to reach for anything. And I, I've put it out there, and somebody's messaged me on the YouTube channel about this. So he doesn't agree with me, which is fine. But I said if Tyre, Tyler – I'm him, his name up. If he's there at you 31 – yeah. Yeah. If he's there at 31, I'm taking him. And they're like, Well, you're gonna put him behind Ted Karras? I'm like, I put Take Ted Karras over to, to, to left guard. And that's what I would do. And put if Lion Ball could play, and then your offensive line is really set. But and they're like, Well, they told Ted Karras he'd play center. I'm like, yeah, but there's a change. In the main, huh?
2: I promise you, so I have a friend who is really, really close with Ted. And I don't think Ted Karras – I think you could tell Ted
1: Karras he's going to play starting
2: corner next week. And yeah, I don't do it. Every,
1: every 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 interview I've heard from him, He I don't think he gives a crap where he plays. He plays he, like he said, I think he's on with uh, Dave Lapham. And he asked him what his favorite position to play is. He said, well, right now it's center because that's what I'm playing. And that doesn't yeah. mean I only want to play center. That means that's the position I'm playing now. I'm all in on trying to play that. If they draft a center – and they kick him over to guard. He's like, All right, I like playing guard. He's played all three of them. He doesn't care. He just wants to to play football and be very good at his job and help his team. So that's where, like I said, I wish I could remember the person's name. Like I said, We've gone back and forth on on, uh, yeah. on YouTube here uh, about it, where he's like, that's, that's the dumbest take I ever heard. Which I'm like, Okay, I don't really think it's the dumbest one you've ever heard. I've said some, some other dumb ones, that, but that one's pretty, pretty smart. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I am. But that's the good thing: is the Bengals don't have to reach for anything, and they still just say they got line of Bong at, at thirty-one. They still could get a pretty good cornerback in the second round, too, as well.
2: Well, so I, I, the reason I don't like Linderbaum as much, at Linderbaum, that's it. he's just so little, like, yeah. And you know, you look at a guy like in Bengals, Bengals fan, Bearcat fans. I know you're out th- listening to this, Jason Kelsey, little guy, mm-hmm. not a big guy, but plays like he's six foot five. 330 pounds. He plays like a mauler, but he's little. And Tyler Linderbaum has basically the exact same athletic profile. Tremendous athlete, all that good stuff. Plays above his weight class, but man, Billy Price was a little center and that with short arms. Right. Little centers with short arms typically don't last very long in the NFL.
1: They don't, but I mean, up until everybody found out he had short arms, he was the number one rated center. Yeah. Or, or, no more. Or I think he's no more rated off the lineman coming out. I think up until he is, I, mean, I think he
2: still is in a lot of like people's yeah, lists. So, but they just, yeah. it's, it's one of those things with him too, where it's like, I think he still goes top 20, but all those tackles are just so physically gifted that those guys are going to go
1: first. Well, I think all the tackles that all, all the tackles that I want or all the cornerbacks I would want are all going to be gone. Yeah. So, I mean, there's other ones I'd like, but at 31, they're all of them are going to be gone before we get to the better. That's why. I would not be completely shocked at all, especially if some of those quarterbacks are still there. That the Bengals trade out of thirty-one, and somebody comes up to to go come get one of the quarterbacks, I I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at all. And I'm 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 okay with that because, like I said, we need depth. We don't, you know, we need we need get more multiple picks in here. I think.
2: So the guy that I'll say, I think if you trade back, he'll be right there as well. But uh, yeah, I I don't. There's going to be. I think we're going to be sitting there on draft night it's going to be the Bengals pick at 31. And I don't think anyone should be surprised if all of a sudden that pick is traded and someone else takes it. But that's a side note on the grand scheme of things. The guy that I think that people might overlook at this point, there's a kid and this is not a great football program and Bearcats fans. Again, you'll know this program. UConn has this kid named oh, yeah. Jones uh-huh. yep. who is so big mm-hmm. and so quick and so talented. Yep. It would surprise me 0% if the Bengals take a shot on him, put him behind a really talented kid, and B.J. Hill let him develop behind uh, – I almost said Larry O. Behind D.J. Reader and B.J. Hill, both tremendous guys, great leaders, great at their position. And, and I think that the Bengals have proven to us time and time again they're not going to get the defensive line wrong. They no. they, they know they,
0: that
1: they, one. They, they do not good. That right? at all. Yeah, Daniel Jeremiah, is, who's on the NFL Network. Some people like him, some people don't. But I know that, that I can't think of the kid's name either. I know who you're talking about—the kid from from uh, UConn. It's Travis Jones. That's his Trace name. Travis Jones. Okay, that's the name. Yeah. So they, they've he's had him going to the Bengals at 31. So I mean, at 30, they're going to get somebody good. They're going to get so I I, I don't even say a need because I mean, technical needs is we need a three tech like we just said, and we need a cornerback. Those are the ones we kind of really need at 31 or at least in the second round. So, they could technically be there, or there could be somebody just as good in the second round as well with more picks. So, that's what I've said this with different people on my show. That's what I think is so intriguing about this year's draft for the Bengals because there's so many things the Bengals could do. You know, what I mean, two years ago or three years ago, we knew it was going to be Joe Burrow. Last year, we 99% knew it was going to be Jamar Chase. This year, I don't know. Especially since we got the offensive line fixed, we don't have to stress out going, oh my God, I hope these guys fall to us. It's like, They can pick the. Take the best player available, and who knows that who that's going to be? Or they can trade back. There's a lot of a lot of options. That's what's so fun to me about this this draft this year.
2: And Santori Miles says Jones would be at 31 would be a tragedy. Yeah, what if he's an All Pro and then that's that? Um, <laughs> I'll just raise you that. You can uh, say that's so funny about the draft to me in general. And Santori, you know I love you so.
1: Yeah, see, Santori be be on the show Friday, so you, you come yeah. on, you, you can make yeah. comments on him too.
2: No, love <laughs> but you know, you look at any of these things, and everyone says you're the biggest idiot in the world for projecting him here. He'll he'll never be there, or oh my god, that's such a reach. And it can all be about the same player, and that's the funniest part about the draft is no one's right, no one's wrong, but people no will tell you one way or the other.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, let, let's let's be honest. I mean. Deshaun Watson was drafted like what the seventeenth, twelfth overall. I think uh, was that when. Well, he was drafted
2: twelfth? Because I can tell you damn well who went eleven, or I think he was drafted tenth. Because I know who went ninth.
1: Well, well, first or second was Trubisky, <laughs> with the Bears. They traded up to get him. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, between two
2: between Watson and Mahomes, I can't remember the order. there is a certain Bengals wide receiver who uh, John Ross. happened between the two, and yeah. the rest mm-hmm. is history.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, Santori made my point for me, man. Right. See, <laughs> the funny thing is, 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 uh, 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 I used they used to piss me off. Now it doesn't because we got Joe Burrow, so <laughs> we're, we're, it worked out for that. Yeah. But you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Santori says he's right. So Santori and I are
2: about to wrestle with the comment section, buddy. I'm coming through the screen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding! Let's go. All right. Let's see. I got a couple more comments here. Whew. I want to get in before i let you go. Uh, okay, Michael, here you uh, go. Who day, everyone? Uh, what's your thoughts on wide receiver at 31? None of the defensive or offensive guys aren't there in the trenches or corner. Um, if I'm trading back, because because if none of the guys are there, uh, defensive line or offense or corner, I'm trading back. Because this, this draft is so deep as far as wide receiver goes. I'm trading back. We can get somebody in the second or third round. What do you, what do you got?
2: I, there's no world in which I'm going wide receiver in the first two or three rounds. And, and here's why too. And I, you know what? I love the idea. I love what you guys are doing. The Bengals do hit on wide receivers, but I mean, you don't have to look very far down the Bengals history to find them finding value in wide receivers outside of the first round, right? Tyler Boyd's a second round receiver. T Higgins, a second round receiver, Marvin Jones, who, when he was in Cincinnati, was an absolute stud. Yep. I think he's a fifth round receiver. I mean, you just look at what this team has been able to do, find wide receivers different places. Uh, it's just, I think the last thing they need to do in this draft class is to take a wide receiver. And maybe you take the best talent. Yeah, but
1: uh, yeah, but, but, just but the think, wide receiver, that is the deepest part of this draft, is why it's going to be forever now. I, I'm yeah. sorry, guys.
2: Wide receivers only getting deeper.
1: Well, that's where, you know, I think Dan Jeremiah said this. I quote him a lot, I guess, but he said this at the combine. He goes, I don't know why some of these guys don't flip around and and with the speed there, they're going to learn how to backpedal and try to become corners because they could probably jump up and be drafted higher at being a a corner than they could be at wide receiver because there's so many wide receivers.
2: It's so, yeah. It's just funny to me that. The Bengals are in a spot now. Look at Tim. And there's not even a 12th round anymore. So <laughs> hey, the hey, Bengals man. were ahead of their time. They they had extra rounds back then. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're not doing it back in the
1: daytime. I'm not doing
2: it today, guys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Wait, were, were, were you even alive back when Tim Kramer got, got got drafted? I'm just curious. Dude,
2: I'm 25. There's no
1: way. No, you were not <laughs> alive. Tim, <laughs> I had some young guys on my show. <laughs> oh. I was alive. All right, let's see here. Uh, let's get Terry here, and then I'll I'll let you go here because we've been on almost an hour here. Uh, Bengals pr- pass pressure rate was the bottom up tier of the league. I don't think the Bengals fans realize how much we need to improve the, our on the defensive line.
2: I see. I kind of I disagree with this concept to an extent. Um, I think that ESPN's pass rush metric is a little overrated because Trey Hendrickson is kind of there. He's kind of like in the pick and roll when you're designing the play to, you know, get that edge rusher pressure. Everything they do other places helps give Hendrickson pressure. And would you like more guys to clean up those sacks? Sure, that's cool. But I think that with Joseph Osai coming back, them being able to add another piece on the line in the draft or through free agency, because we know they're not done. They're just going to be patient and get a good deal. But. I just don't worry as much about the defensive line as a lot of people do because Hendrickson coming off the edge is about as good as you're going to get in this league right now. And you got look at either the last two years, and it's going to say that.
1: Well, and the thing too is, is, Larry O could come back. I mean, that's I don't if he does, I don't think it's going to be back till June, you know, or later because I he, it would be a one year prove deal if he can't get you get it from anybody else. But I, I think if he if he's going to do one year prove deal, he's going to come back here to where he already played and had success.
2: I have heard. Very, very, very bad things about what that x ray looks like
1: on that floor. Oh, really, and that's really? all I'll say about that. Oh, wow! Well, that's not good, no. that's not good at all. <laughs> so, well, that's the thing, too, is and if anybody knows how bad the x ray is, the Bengals would more than yeah. anybody else. Yeah. So, maybe they maybe they don't bring him back if he's if it's that bad. I don't know. Yep, I've all heard right, the x ray is um, a big thing, it's not good, not good at all. <laughs> that's not good. All right, let's see Ken here. Uh, v Jones from Tennessee is a wide receiver kick return you can pick up in late rounds. He's dangerous. Now, the thing is, are they going to try to get a kick return since so we got Stanley Morgan back now? And we have uh, Trent uh, Trent um, Taylor back? Taylor. Yeah. I mean, are we going to try to get – I mean, I think we will, but, I mean, do we actually need one? Or what, what and you having,
2: like Brandon Wilson I think we all kind of forgot about, but he tore his ACL. I think he'll come back and be pretty good still. I mean, the dude was explosive as all get out when he was right. So uh, I, I think the, you know, V Jones from, I can't remember. I think it's Vay or something weird. Like you just put V Jones. I can't remember his first name. It's like three letter V maybe, but <laughs> he's got, he's solid. It's not something I would think very much about. It's an interesting option.
1: Uh, I, like I said, there's going to be lots of options, lots of cool things they can do, and I can't not wait. We got about uh, a month, which the best part about April, that's the Iceman's birthday month. So I, oh. I can't wait for that. I can't wait for that. So, yes, I'll, I'll be even older than than, than you. I'll, I'll be all up to 47. So I'll get closer oh. to 50. Yeah, I'll get closer to 50 than I am 40, and I don't like that, but I don't care. I still have fun. Anyway, Willie, I appreciate it, as always, coming on. Tell everybody about your podcast, when your next one's dropping, and, and the articles or anything you got. Uh, from Bet Jack, Jack Bet Jack Yeah. Yeah.
2: Coming out. Good. So no articles coming out. I'll probably save some thought. I'll probably do one more mock draft or something before the draft, but that's not where I'm at right now. We got same old Stripes coming out tomorrow. We'll have a very fun guest a week from today
1: that you guys will hear more about. Um it's probably, even, it's probably a Bengals player cuz he keeps getting Bengals players. And I can't get any of
2: them. <laughs> I so I just keep making friends with these dudes cuz I don't know. They just they, I, they must just like me or something. I,
1: I, like, I try to make friends with them, but they they don't like, they just ignore me. I'm like whatever. I, I like I, I I'm friends with Willie. I'm like come on. <laughs> yeah. God, they, they just like me. And Gosh darn it, people like me,
2: Willie. To an active member of the Bengals roster, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, and, and we'll actually have two coming in the next month. Two really fun interviews that may or may not be with Bengals players, including a newer Bengals player that people are really excited about. So. We'll see what we got for you guys. We got some fun names that are coming in the building.
1: I have got to figure out your secrets because I I I'm trying to find emails and then try to word them really nicely. And so far, I've, I'm, I'm striking out. But so we'll see yeah. what happens. But, hey, make sure you guys go out and check out the same old stripes because I'm going to. I'm curious who, the, who they got. And I'm going to be a little jealous, but that's okay. Whatever. You know, it's fine. They don't have no Bengals coming on my show. I had Evan McPherson tell me he was going to come on my show, and he follows me on Twitter, and he won't answer me. I'm very upset.
2: What a monster. <laughs> what <We're> a freak. <laughs> You no, know we're canceling Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson <laughs> just got canceled on Sports with Strawberry Ice.
1: <laughs> he was
2: never on my show, yeah. I'm working on it anyway. All
1: right, Willie, I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, and we'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, have to do it. Thanks for having me on, man. Have a good night. All right, brother. Hoo day, day. All right, guys. Uh, like I like to go check out Willie and the Same Old Stripes podcast. They do a great job, and like I said, they do a better job of getting Bengals on than I do because I'm trying like crazy. But uh, so far, I have, I'm have I'm swinging and missing. But hopefully, one of these days, I'll get on there. So, Evan, if you're watching my show, you told me you'd come on. I'm waiting for you to come on. Darren Simmons, you told me you'd come on. I even found your email. I emailed you. Yeah, nothing? <laughs> I'm begging. Please, I'm a nice guy. Come on my show. Anyway, <laughs> money talks. I have no money. Augie, I can't give them money. I have no money. <laughs> I spent my money on my Bengals tickets. <laughs> anyway, I'll get to the Facebook groups that let me live stream. And as always, I appreciate every single one of them. They're Hootay Nation, Hootay Legion, Bearcat Ruckus, Bearcat Country, Ohio State Bucknuts, The Ice Bar, and then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Twitter handle is at Jeff A Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. I will be pulling off the sound later on tonight, uh, and you can check out the podcast on BeanPod, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. Give me a five star review. I would greatly appreciate it. Leave a comment so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. YouTubers, you guys are awesome. My originals were at one thousand five hundred and thirty six subscribers. Like I said. I'm an old guy compared to all these young guys doing it. <laughs> I, man, I'm really 47 in April. Jeez. Old. Anyway, <laughs> tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberry ice. Make sure you subscribe because I'm trying to get to 2000 by the time this season rolls around. I only said Super Bowl. Season rolls around. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors about sports with strawberry ice. Got a really good guest on tomorrow. I got great guests lined up all this week. Hopefully, I will have some really good ones. Hopefully, I'll get some bangles. Who knows? We'll find out. So, what you guys need to do is this on Twitter. You need to uh, hashtag Evan McPherson or, or or tag him or something. Say, "Hey, come on, Strawberry Show!" or or, or Joe Burrow, come on on Strawberry Show or it's something. Help me out. Try and get him on. That'd be great. Or Jamar Chase. I've tweeted all these guys out. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I have. So I'm not I'm not too scared to beg or you know I ain't too proud to beg. Which again, that's the song that dates me. Anyway, <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. Other than that, that's just sports, baby.
0: See ya! Let's go. Let's go. Spark is gonna fly. Ooh, yeah. The beast is awake. Orange, black and white. Cause when the jungle come alive, who yeah. day we ignite and Cincinnati, we gon' rise and die. In the jungle, we unite and Dripping orange, and black and white. Who day when we fight, live and die in these stripes? Go. feast. Every Sunday is a feast. Time to bust it off the leash. In the jungle, dripping. Tigers strut strike the city streets East side stand up, west side stand up If you weapon who they, time to put your hands up Dingle stripes we in it, new day new age yeah we get it Cincinnati jungle it. who they in our house we win it Orange and black and white we build it, earn our stripes you know we kill it Bleed our colors jungle dripping, nasty natty yeah we live it Lit the crowd, get the city loud yeah, ¡No! Entonces...